There is no goddess but goddess. And she is your goddess. Hail, Eris. All hail, Discordia. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Fool's Guide to the Occult. Do et des. I'm Hector, and that is a Latin phrase that is attached to sacrifices to deities. It means I give that you may give. Or in other words, accept, accept the sacrifice and then give me what I want, damn it. Give it. Give, give it. <laughs> Thanks for that description. <laughs> I'm Alexa. Sure. <laughs> and this episode is dedicated to our lady of discord, Eris, otherwise known as Discordia in the Roman tradition. When we talked about covering deities, we thought of compiling a sort of dating app profile for them. So if this seems sort of minimalistic, um, you're correct in that assessment. These short episodes are meant to serve as an introduction and a invitation to pursue further research. Indeed. All right. So Peter J. Carroll had this to say about Eris in his book, The Octavo. As a goddess of chaos, she appears uh, as an archetypical muse who brings inspiration and creative confusion through the clash of opposites. Whenever an irresistible force collides with an unmovable object, whenever a woman collides with a man, whenever we find paradox, we detect the hand of Eris stirring things up out of pure wanton curiosity. Love it. Love it. Fun fact, the second largest dwarf planet in our solar system was named after Eris, and she even has her own moon, Dismonia. That is a fun fact. Uh, Dismonia actually translates literally to lawless or against custom. Uh, in Hellenistic times, Eris or Discordia was considered to be like the personification of rivalry and discord. Uh, her spirit was thought to haunt the battlefields of war, sort of delighting in like the shedding of blood. Uh, this didn't exactly make her popular with the other gods and goddesses in the stories. She wasn't even allowed in Zeus's palace. Uh, so when a big party was planned for the wedding of, uh, how do you say that, Peleus? I think uh, Peleus? Peleus? Peleus and Thetis? I'm really not good with my my Greek. I'm not good anyway. Eris was left off. She was left off the guest list. She was just ghosted from that party. <laughs> All right. As a side note, um, Thetis was a goddess who was prophesized to bear a son who would be greater than Zeus. So Zeus like set it up for her to like be forced to like marry this mortal guy, uh, and she ended up giving birth to Achilles, who you guys might remember from Homer's The Iliad. Speaking of Homer, he also uses the name of the war goddess Enyo interchangeably with Eris. Uh, but let's get back to that wedding party. Yeah, uh, angry that everyone was partying without her. And like, I get that. I'd be annoyed Absolutely. if I got ghosted from a cool party too. Like, come on. They sound like a bunch of dicks. Yeah, right. And I mean, who has a more rockin' party than a bunch of gods? <laughs> I'm sure that was off the hook. Anyway... Eris showed up at the feast with this golden apple and written upon it is the words te kalitsi. We also have it written here in Greek, which is That's you just know, for us. That's Greek just for fun for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this basically means uh, for the fairest and the prettiest. And as the story goes, three goddesses who were at the wedding feast uh, laid claim to the apple. We've got Hera, who was Zeus's wife. We've got Aphrodite, the goddess of love, 
and Athena, who's the goddess of wisdom and war. And the rivalry that this caused eventually, or so it was said, brought about the events that led up to the Trojan War. And, the, you know, that story doesn't seem sexist at all, right? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> um, here's another fun fact. Uh, several languages have the idiom strife apple or apple of discord or quarrel apple to describe what the seed of a disagreement is. Yeah, this whole... Trojan War incident is um, recorded in the Bible of Discordianism as the original snub, which we'll get back to in just a moment. <laughs> Indeed. So in modern times, when people think of Eris, if they think of her at all, they probably mostly tend to associate her with, as you said, Discordianism. Founded in the late 1950s uh, with the publication of the Principia Discordia, Discordianism embraces the value of randomness, dissent, chaos, and disagreement. Uh, thus, the main rule is sort of that there are no rules. Yeah, except don't talk about Fight Club, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you've never read the Principia Discordia, you can find it online. There's actually several websites that just like host it and you can look at it or, you know, you can buy a copy. If nothing else you should read it just for fun it is the funniest book i may have ever read and it's often described as i can't decide whether this is a joke turned into a religion or a religion made into a joke <laughs> yeah. something like that it's it's ridiculous it's so funny and wonderful to read <laughs> Uh, and very short. So to the the Discordian, the only truth is chaos. Searching for meaning in a disordered universe is futile. Life has no meaning outside the very fact of its existence. I disagree. The Discordian would say that life has an infinite number of meanings and that chaos and order are each each other's favorite playmates. Uh, if you look at the hodgepodge or the holy cow, <laughs> you will see order in the form of a pentagon and chaos in the form of the apple of discord. They're interlocked. It's basically a modified yin-yang symbol. <laughs> you know what? It's probably both of those things simultaneously. Well, we have to, I mean, to be good discordians, we have to disagree with each mm. other. <laughs> and eat hot dogs on Sunday. <laughs> Maybe not, though. That sounds like a rule. Fuck that. You know what? That sounds like a fucking rule. Never mind. Never mind. No rule. No, All right. Whatever. No. Let's, let's move on. Okay. The number five is associated with Eris in Hesiod's Work and Days, line 802, where he writes, Avoid fifth days. They are unkind and terrible. On a fifth, they say, Eris assisted in the birth of Horcus, Oath, whom Eris, Strife, bore to trouble and forsworn fives hold a prominent place in discordianism yeah there's a lot more that we could say about discordianism we probably will say it at some point it does seem to come up a lot but how about we let it speak for itself uh, through properly randomized consultations of its holy text Sure, let's each grab a copy of the Principia Discordia and randomly choose a passage. I'll start. Give me one second. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I've drawn the holy book from its resting place on the shelf. And let's find a page here. I'm just going to... At the top of the page, it says, Grasshopper, always wrong in argument with chicken from the Book of Chan compiled by OPU Sec. Fuck it. I'll read the whole thing. Before he became a hermit, Zarathud was a young priest. 
and took great delight in the making fools of his opponents in front of his followers. One day, Zarathud took his students to a pleasant pasture, and there he confronted the sacred Keo while she was contentedly grazing. Let that imagery sink in. He goes on. Tell me, you dumb beast, demanded the priest in his commanding voice. Why don't you do something worthwhile? What is your purpose in life, anyway? Munching the tasty grass, sacred Kale replied, Mo. <laughs> Upon hearing this, absolutely nobody was enlightened, primarily because nobody could understand Chinese. Mu is the Chinese ideogram for no thing. <laughs> So that's interesting since I really like Zazen and the whole idea of nothing. There you go, man. Huh. <laughs> there you Lots have to it. think about there. Your turn. All right. I've selected uh, randomly a page that says at the top, meanwhile, at the Chinese laundromat, and I have landed on item number four, which states, whereupon, by the law of negative reversal, the podge swiftly underpowered the hodge and everything broke loose. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? You want to mm -hmm. do some work cited? I think that's a grand idea. <laughs> Should we read it all backwards and upside down? I haven't drank enough. If you want to stand by, I could uh, get there, though. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a 40-minute break while we do some drinking, but we're going to leave you here and leave the recording yes, button on. It's going to be fun. So You're bear welcome. with us. <laughs> all right. This is our work cited. Eris, the goddess of discord, the role of women in the art of Gr ancient Greece, 2020. All right. A Dictionary of Word Roots and Combining Forms by Donald J. Borer. Excellent book. You guys should check it out. The Principia Discordia by Malcolypse the Younger. The Illuminatus Trilogy by Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson. Eris from Theoi.com. And an introduction to discordiasm from Learn Religions. All right. All right, so, hey, thank you for listening to Fool's Guide to the Occult, Do et Des. Uh, if there is a deity you would like to hear us do a short uh, profile on, hey, let us know. You can drop us a line at Fool's Guide 2, the number 2, the occult at gmail.com. You could also reach us on Instagram at Fool's Guide. That's, you know, one word, no whatever. It's all, yeah, just one word. And you could like us on Facebook, join our community page off our main page um, called Fellow Travelers. There's a lot of fun people there talking, sharing occult memes and, you know, sharing their practice with each other. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, all right. So we're going to leave you guys with a passage from another text in which Eris is honored. We mentioned it before, the Illuminatus Trilogy by Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson. That name might sound familiar to you guys already. Uh, we are doing a book of his for our book club. Which is on Patreon. Yes, that is correct. Um, so come check that out if you are so inclined. Uh, there's no tiers. There's like It's like a dollar minimum gets you everything we've got. So yeah, whatever. Uh, but in the meantime, here is a little food for thought from Leviathan, which is the last book in the Illuminatus trilogy. Every fact of science was once damned. Every invention was considered impossible. Every discovery, a nervous shock to some orthodoxy. Every artistic innovation was denounced as fraud and folly. The entire web of culture and progress, in quotation marks, everything on earth that is man-made and not given to us by nature is the concrete manifestation of some 
man's refusal to bow to authority. We would own no more, no, no more, and be no more than the first ape-like hominids if it were not for rebellious, the recalcitrant, <laughs> and intra and as Oscar Wilde truly said, disobedience was man's original <laughs> virtue. Hail Eris. <laughs> All hail Discordia. Cheers. Peace.